Who's going first? I think I'm going first. No, you're going first. I'm going first. You're definitely. I, I knew that too, and I still said I'm going first because I'm a selfish, selfish bastard, selfish podcast partner. Uh, I think we're ready to. I think we're ready to get started. I don't Be know. Bobbin. I don't know if we're ready to, but I'm. I think I'm ready to get started. I'm ready to. Oh cut. shit. Oh, I was just I was just getting ramped up to now I gotta stop everything and look at this ad. Okay. All right. This time I know it's not a phone call. That means it's time for an ad. We got a new sponsor. I've been rejecting sponsors left and right. Left and right. Left and right. The real the real scammy scammy sponsors have been coming out. But uh this looks like a good one. I think we could do this one. I think we could, I think we can make a quick a quick stack of money off this one. Does that sound good? That sounds great. All right. I'm gonna read this copy here. I d I don't vouch for I, the, it looks weird. You got to read the copy exactly. We all know that. Read it Everybody exactly. knows you got to read the copy exactly. All right. Are you tired of those disappointing Sunday brunch outs? <laughs> you throw on your best pair of boxy sunglasses and meet with the hashtag crew at the froggy waffle or the maple mosh pit or whatever. Just wait in line for an hour listening to other people go on and on about their favorite Jack Johnson songs. <laughs> well, now we've got the solution. Brunch box. The brunch you can munch in bed. That's right. If there's two things we know about today's young adults, it's their love of soggy biscuits and their fear of eye contact. <laughs> now with brunch box. You don't have to call me out. I'm right here. Now with brunch box, you can enjoy all the savory satisfaction of congealed fats without even taking a shower. Each Sunday, Brunchbox delivers a piping hot pile of carbs straight to your door, meaning you can keep on those jammies while you slurp down some egg bennies. Yep, that's our Ben and Jammy guarantee to you and your credit card. And now, for a limited time, you can get a free brunch-themed koozie if you enter our promo code, Got a Critic to Win It. That's promo code, Got a Critic to Win It. It's bold of them to assume that millennials always shower before brunch. <laughs> it's a bold... Well, assumption well the good ones do <laughs> judgments hey folks you're listening to everyone's a critic the internet's first curated volume of other people's opinions i'm jess and that's bonathan <laughs> bonathan bobonathan that's me i'm the one <laughs> and we are the podcast where we do funny stuff like reviews we are a reviews podcast we are a reviews podcast. That's that's it. We it's are ours. We're a reviews podcast. We each week search the internet for the funniest things that people have to say about dumb shit. And then we bring it to this table and we share it with each other and we don't tell each other what we're going to talk about beforehand, which like this week sometimes bites me in the ass. <laughs> oh yeah? Oh yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going for I'm going second. So, let me just say if we're talking about dumb shit, I've got some dumb shit. We're actually cutting back to before we started doing this podcast and we were just reading reviews to each other for fun as oh, like yeah? a, as like a fun little sort of uh, sort of husband and wife activity because you that's keep what we do. Marriage spicy. Right. So we re we read reviews to each other. I uh, for a moment was really into reading reviews for knockoff consoles on Amazon. <gasps> so we're going to look at some knockoff console reviews. Oh boy, howdy. That's mm -hmm. like a gift to me. Yeah, I know, right? Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. We're actually going back to one, the same one we had looked at before. You probably know it. <gasps> oh, I'm so excited. So some of these you've heard before, but that's okay. Oh, it's that's a, okay. It's the greatest hits. It's fine. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a while. What are, you, what, what are we getting started with here? Um, We, per a listener suggestion, mm -hmm. are tumbling back down the stairs and falling into the book nook. 
Oh, good. Okay, excellent. It's the, been a little while since we've we've uh, sort of cuddled up with a warm book. The book nook specifically for belligerent bibliophobes. Mm. And the reason that I was joking that this was going to bite me in the ass is because evidently, when you were a child, you read only the potty book and no other books, as we found out last time we were here. Not strictly true, but it's the only one I remember. So, <laughs> so this week I have come prepared to explain. Because we are going to talk about children's books again. Specifically, Good. we are going to do a Seussical special. Se- oh, Dr. Seuss stuff. Yes. I, yeah, I feel like that's tough. It is. It I- is especially tough, but rewarding. Okay. Um, and occasionally I bring stuff to this podcast to be deliberately inflammatory um, because it, I think it's funny. This week, I did not have that intention. I want, I want everyone to know that I wasn't trying to set a fire under you. That was not my point. <laughs> but we will see what happens. Okay. The first one that we are going to talk about is one of my absolute favorite Dr. Seuss books, The Butter Battle Book. Have you ever read The Butter Battle Book? I've never heard of The Butter Battle Book. The Butter Battle Book is... So great for an audio medium. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's a, it's a fun set of words that was easier to say than I thought it would be. It is It is a Cold War parable, is what okay. it is, for children. It is about the Yooks and the Zooks, who are at war because, or one of them butters their bread butter side up, and one eats their bread butter side down. Okay. Uh, and so they are at war, and they... <laughs> have increasingly more complex and deadly weapons to use against each other. Uh And it is told by the view of this grandson asking his grandfather about all the significantly more complex and more deadly weapons that the Yooks and the Zooks are going to use against one Uh another. It's a very direct sort of arms race parable. Right. Um, And then it ends, spoilers, it's a children's book. You can read it really fast. It ends with basically the atomic bomb. They both have these little beans. And if they drop it, it will destroy all of the Ukes or all of the Zooks. And both the Ukes and the Zooks have it. And the last page is just what will happen now. And that's it. Then the book ends. That's a dark, and of course it's all in it's all in like fun hard yeah. rhyme too. So it's like do so do do, like, do 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 do. Then grandpa. they made a bean. The bean was real mean. Yeah, Grandpa, what will happen? And then I think the the last thing is the Grandpa just says, "We will see. We will see." <laughs> um, I really liked it. I really mm. liked it as a kid. I don't know why, but uh, I was I was really into the the dark mutually assured destruction parallels. Yeah, me too. The internet, for some reason, doesn't love it as much as me. <laughs> this is very strange. But Fuzzbean has this one-star review. Are we on Amazon? We are on Amazon. Oh, good. Perfect. Okay. Sometimes there is a real right and a real wrong. But even without getting into the political debate about the genuine evilness of communism and how it, it was that the USA so fortunately won the Cold War... Uh. I do not care for this book on other levels as well. Basically, this book was not even written for kids. It was written for adults or maybe just for the author himself. Small kids are not going to know what the tiny pill-like bombs at the end represent. And if the book did give them any inkling of what it would be, entirely inappropriate for small kids. Also, the story runs in sort of a loop that was handled so clumsily that as an adult, I was confused by it. 
So TLDR, our <laughs> our weapons of mass destruction were the right ones. Yes. Those but- were the good ones. Kristen has this one star review. Not age appropriate. Just be aware that this is a very dark Dr. Seuss book that is more suited for teenagers looking to study the Cold War. Not appropriate for the under eight set. I mean, yeah, our literacy scores aren't the best, but (laughs) I think we can hold our teenagers to a slightly higher standard. What the fuck? I, I I think it's it's the book is written in typical Dr. Seuss style, which gener- like they are a little complicated for very young children. The Dr. Seuss books are always have always been meant to be read out loud. Yeah, you know, like that's why they they're so silly and there's so many silly words in them. They're meant to be a shared experience. Yeah, can we can we take a pause and pull up a, a fat selection of these these rhymes? Sure. And we're back. For a while, that worked fine. All the zooks stayed away, and our country was safe. Then one terrible day, a very rude zook by the name of Van Itch snuck up and slingshotted my Snickberry switch. I'm right there. I'm right there with him. It's immersive stuff. It's you're, good. You're right there in it all of a sudden. So let's let's find out what some other great, fantastic parents have to say about this. Well, Blair has this one star review. Horrible ending. Was not a fan. The ending was absolutely horrible, and I hope that no one wastes their money on this garbage book. Garbage book. It's a garbage book. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah? <clears throat> Amazon customer has this one-star review. This book does nothing but mock the almighty military machine that made this country great. Nothing this country has done in the past 200 plus years beats the resounding victory we scored against the, those cal- cold and calculating communists during the Cold War. We beat those commies at their own game. How dare anyone mock the greatest accomplishment of the greatest president we ever had. This book is nothing but dot dot dot, which I assume is bullshit and Marxist philosophy. Okay, okay. So being skeptical of mass destruction as Marxist, A. B, I'm pretty sure that's just a Dr. Strangelove character coming to life. <laughs> I think it is. I think he's writing the bomb. <laughs> so, yeah, he's some... hooping and hollering and writing the bomb. Uh, fucking uh, one of the characters from the war room just fucking crawled into the world <laughs> and wrote an Amazon review. <laughs> that's it. That's what happened. California Free Thinker has this two-star review. Jonathan yeah, Swift... Okay. And Dr. Seuss. This book may be a fable of the Cold War, but its literary antecedent can be found in a work published 290 years ago. In the fourth chapter of Gulliver's Sojourn to Lilliput, he was told about a terrible war between two factions. One group breaks eggs at the wide end to eat them, and those who break eggs at the narrow end have become their mortal enemies. I am not accusing the late great Dr. Seuss of plagiarism. But admire how he transforms Swift's material. Good God. <laughs> Holy shit, people. <laughs> Free thinking indeed. Oh, boy, howdy. You know what they say? I mean, good artists borrow, great artists steal. That's a real <laughs> thing. You know what they say about California free thinkers, too? What's that? <laughs> <laughs> They moved to Oregon? They moved to Oregon. (laughs) God damn it. Kay McKay has this four-star review. 
Parable. Strange book! I don't know whether Dr. Seuss meant it to be an anti-war parable or a warning parable about the necessity to maintain vigilance and a strong defense capability. I guess it depends on whether you're a liberal or a conservative. Whichever way you lean, this odd little story will support your belief, whether it be peace through weakness or peace through strength. I won't say which lesson I draw from the book. To me, it's clear, but you should read it yourself. What the? That That's a troll. <laughs> that's gotta be a troll. What um, the fuck is that? <laughs> um. Okay, I've got... Just a couple more from Amazon, and then I've got a couple reviews from somewhere else, and then I will let you have your day. Oh, thank you. (laughs) I'm so glad. That's so generous of you. I know. I'm going to share the podcast with you. Sylvia M. has this four-star review. (laughs) But who won? The words were okay, just a few stumbles. The pictures were wonderful. The weapons were hilarious. The uniforms were full of shiny. But why did one side wear all blue and one side wear all orange? (laughs) Asking the real question, Sylvia. Thank you. In this four-star review for the Revolutionary War. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the weapons were really shiny and the bayonets were super pointy. But why would one side wear red and one side wear blue? Um, Okay. So, uh... (laughs) I've got two reviews from Goodreads because I was thinking, you know what? Amazon reviews are just full of my book was printed upside down, (laughs) which is most of them. (laughs) What the fuck? Are you serious? Yeah. Most of the reviews were just my book was printed upside down. Amazon can't do fucking anything. It can't do anything. Except make money. It can do that all day. Austin W. had this five star review. Bring back the Cold War. Five stars. <laughs> and finally, like this was a review that I felt like I could really relate to, that I felt like our listeners could really relate to. So I'm going to wrap up my segment with this one. Maria rated it five stars. My two-year-old's review. I really, really want buttery toast. <laughs> oh, that's cute. And I feel that one on a, on yeah. a deep level. We're ending so. on a cute one. I got that. I felt like I had to if I was going to blather on about the Cold War for a little while. So what, what we've learned is that you can make a message as obvious as possible for a young audience. For a young audience, make it as obvious as possible and still have people be total fucking morons about it. Yep. <laughs> God. <laughs> Dr. Seuss tried to teach us one thing and he taught us something else and it was way worse way worse i i promise i promise i didn't bring that just to be incendiary i assure you (laughs) this one has multiple meanings i think it's i think it's pro mad i mean i read this book and i came away thinking yeah those bombs they're they're swell (laughs) we gotta we gotta we gotta update gotta get in there and update and make more (laughs) the more the merrier Five we got, stars. We got reviews for knockoff consoles. Yes, yes, yes. I think we all need some knockoff consoles. This is going to be our knockoff console mouthwash, patented. And we've got starting here, we've got starting reviews for <laughs> pop, pop, pop. Oh yeah. We're starting off with some reviews for the Dream Gear. Yes. Which you'll remember. I will. 
Amazon title, and you can buy this on Amazon right now. I think that's right that's now. my thesis. That's the point. You can buy this on Amazon right now. Right now, listeners. Right now. Thirty four ninety nine. Free what a steal! Sh- free shipping with Prime. Because it's a Prime item, of course. Dream Gear, my arcade game station with one hundred and ninety one games, two controllers, and wireless paddle. The games will be printed upside down. <laughs> yes, they will be printed and displayed upside down. <laughs> So this is a console that comes with two controllers, a little console box that looks kind of like a Genesis, and a paddle, a wireless paddle. And it's just a ping pong paddle. <laughs> for and hitting it, your siblings. And it's just there. It's, it's for sibling on sibling violence. Yeah. There's only one, though. I hope you're not the youngest <laughs> child, I yeah, guess. So I don't it's know. A, it's a one-sided sort of violence. I don't know what to tell you. So most sibling violence is one-sided. We have a two-star review, getting us started here, from Tiana P. Very basic and amateur. (laughs) There are some two-player games, but not in the true sense that you were playing against someone else. One person goes, then the other. There is also no way to back out of a game and go back to the menu of games. You have to hit the reset button every time. And every game, all 191 of them, is listed in print. No pictures or anything to give you an idea of what it could even be like. (laughs) We didn't care that it wasn't big name games or anything really recognizable. But I bought this for my four-year-old to have his own quote-unquote gaming system. And it requires so much to even play that it is not enjoyable for him. And the worst part is, it is entirely battery run (laughs) i I incorrectly assumed it had a battery option for travel but would still have a traditional adapter it does not save your money and just buy the old school segas or nintendos that have come back out they'd be a better value oh my goodness and it's it's amazing to me that uh you had to discover that on your own that those would be a better value (laughs) We have a five-star review, shocking, from Victor Williams. I bought this item for my grandchildren for Christmas when they received it and opened it. They were very happy and could not stop playing it. I would recommend this for sale on Amazon to anyone. It is a great product. I give it five stars. Okay. I hear you. (laughs) My favorite thing about the knockoff consoles are the, the reviews where... The person who reviews it didn't play it because they're 90 years old and they got it for their grandchild and the grandchild just lied or was three. Listen. And now it gets five stars. The grandchild loved it because prior to that, all the grandparents had was the Aristocats on VHS. (laughs) They had had Land Before Times three through six. (laughs) And the Aristocats. And that's it. Yeah. And the fucking fox and the hound. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Which is real touching the first three or four times. Oh, man. We have a three-star review from Deb. It will not hook to my new TV. Oh, no. That's it. Three stars. That review was from 2018. Oh, man. At least it wasn't a question with five answers that say, I don't know, it hooks to mine. Three stars. The subject of the review, three stars. I really wanted to emphasize that it's a middle-of-the-road console that they couldn't play. They, they do not have any experience with. <laughs> my, listen, here's my review. Four stars. Four stars. Never arrived. Never got it. Looks pretty good, though. <laughs> I hear good things. My kids have been going to their grandparents, and they say it's great. <laughs> 
We got a five-star review from Elmer. Fudd. Elmer Fudd. My grandson enjoys it every time he visits me. (laughs) (laughs) Because he only has home videos of his rabbit hunts. And then he doesn't have to hang out with you, Elmer. (laughs) He can just go play the fucking Pong knockoff. (laughs) Pang. He can go play Pang. (laughs) With a paddle. (laughs) So he doesn't have to hear about fucking Iwo Jima for the 10,000th time. Wow. Okay. Yikes. Playing Pang and Galmaga. We have a two-star review from Joyce. The Dream Gear game system. It has a hole in the bottom of the game system. I bought it for my grandson for his birthday party today. I didn't know it had a hole in it until he opened it. That doesn't look good on my behalf, and I'm not happy about it, and I'm upset about it. (laughs) See, I think it's so sweet. It's so sweet to me that these grandparents are like, I cannot afford $300 on this, like, what's it? This is one is on Amazon. I can get them this one. They'll have a great time. Like, they're just trying to do their best. Buy them a fucking book. Buy them them like two or three books. That would be better. But <laughs> these grandparents are trying to get with the times. And they're trying to like. And they, they don't know no different. They don't know. So That's, they're just trying to get them a dream gear so that they'll be happy when they come to visit over the summer. Like we, we like to assume that games are, are game consoles are, and games are like marketed to a specific age range. And that beyond that age range, there just isn't anything. But these kind of consoles, these knockoff consoles are like specifically marketed and geared towards older folks. Exactly. Who just don't, like these they are... don't know and then they buy them for their <laughs> grandchildren. And, and there's something so sad about the fact that like when, when certain products decide to gear themselves towards older folks, they just become scams. Right? There's like no right? other way to, that, that. that's just the thing you do. You just, this is Bezos' You just fault. scam them. Again. Again, it's, it's Bezos' so fault. Speaking of sad, two-star review from Hopkins. Sad. Those games suck for two- to three-year-old. They want real games that feel real, too. Them, like big, like the big kids. They have batteries. Really, is that a game? I don't think so. And cords are short on controller. I mean, really, do better so kids can feel like they are as important as their big brother, who won't let them play the real games like Ski and Real Avatar. <laughs> they want same effect. With good feeling also. It can be kitty and fun, but that's a mess. Wish I could get my money back. I tried to give it away and they didn't want it. SMH. Sad. 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 Listen, they want to play Avatar. Also, some big sisters play games too, you fucking asshole. We got some questions Uh, and answers. Yeah. We got some questions and answers. You ready for that? Yes, 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 I am. Question. How do I use the paddle? (laughs) This has been discussed. Answer. I have no idea. I threw mine away. Waste of money. How is that person going to play Pang? How do you play Pang without the paddle? We have a question. Does it have Paperboy? Oh. Answer. No, it has generic Sega and Atari games and it's battery operated very cheaply made. Oh. (laughs) It's got Plastic Boy. Question. Game list. Answer. I can't tell you the game list. It was a gift for one of our grandsons. Oh, bless. <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness. 
I just can't these with these these sweet sweet old people that Jeff Bezos is going in their house and like lying to their faces, basically, <laughs> just lying directly at them. So for this portion of it, we're still going to talk about Dr. Seuss, but we're going to jump around a little bit because there I looked at a lot of reviews for a lot of books, and it turns out that when you start to wade through it, a lot of them are too bad for the podcast. There were several reviews that were like, that just said shit that I don't want to bring here for everyone. Uh who knew Dr. Seuss invited such toxicity? I, you I know, mean, for, we've already learned for one thing that some people are like really on board with mass destruction. Evidently, like that. So, is, like more, please. Um, so, another helping of of that of that particular sauce, please. So I figured that we would just kind of lightning round through a bunch of Dr. Seuss books, and I would I would shed light on some of the more harmlessly humorous reviews okay all right lightning round dim the lights dim the lights mood lighting (laughs) you gotta go fast now okay but it's not gonna go that fast because i'm still gonna have to tell you what all these books are about because you never read anything as a child i know a lot of dr seuss okay the first one we're going to talk about is scrambled egg super never heard of that one it's a book where a boy makes scrambled eggs okay and this is a review from cool mom one star Oh, jeez. Come on. Scrambled eggs, definitely not super. The message in this book is very outdated and a nightmare to anyone interested in preserving the environment. I love Dr. Seuss and ordered many of the books for my son. This one, however, I have to send back. The little boy, not content with hen's eggs, travels far and wide to snatch the eggs of countless rare and exotic birds. He pries off a mountaintop to get at one bird and cuts down an enormous tree, old growth dimensions, What? to get another. (laughs) And he collects literally thousands of eggs just to cook up for himself and perhaps his family. This story may have been funny when it was written almost 50 years ago, but today it describes little more than environmental destruction and selfish waste. This is definitely not the message I want to send, give to my son, and I am sending back this book. What was the username on that one? Cool Mom. God. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What's this one about? Uh, Literally, like... He's, he makes some scrambled eggs just from, like, chicken eggs. And he's like, these could be more super. And then so he, like, goes around and gets eggs from nests of all these, like, exotic birds. And, like, the mm. whole book is like. And he went up to the top of Mount Gavoof to get the egg of the rare snanoof. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's, like, every page. And it's really funny because Dr. Seuss just makes up all these weird bird names. And, like, this little kid, like, goes around all over the place and then makes the best scrambled eggs ever in the universe and then eats them. Okay, so that's, does the, it, that's the whole book. Does it have like a message like a lot of his does? Or is it just, it's just a fun book about it's, eggs? It's just a fun book about eggs, you know? Okay. It's okay. just, yeah. It's okay. like, it's like hop on pop. It's just like some words together about <laughs> stuff. All right. That's Seuss at his best. The Lorax, I, I always find the Lorax a little preachy. That's, everyone else did too. <laughs> I bet. On Amazon at least. Oh, I bet so, yeah. Um, no doubt. 
So now we're going to move on to Bartholomew and the Ublek. Did you read that one? Nope. <laughs> are we going to do any that, that are sort of, uh, you know, the more, the sort of like greatest hits or? We'll do one. Were those just like too scary? Um. Okay. Well, I, some of them were just, it was, it was just like direct hate against Dr. Seuss. Okay. I can, I can kind of picture that. Or they were all, it was literally just hundreds of, my book came without a cover. My book was in Spanish, you know, <laughs> which is which is funny, but you can only read so many of those before they stop being funny. The, the idea, the idea is more funny. We got the idea into the podcast. That's what matters. Exactly. All their books were printed upside down in Spanish and were like miniature, I guess was the <laughs> other thing. They were all like three inches Pocket tall. Pocket-sized books. Um Bartholomew and the Old Black won a Caldecott honor. Um, it's a uh, in 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 this one. There is a king who it gets tired of rain and snow, and wind, and wishes there could be like something else that falls from the sky. So he asks his magicians to make something else fall from the sky. And Ublek falls from the sky, and it's this like horrible green sticky slime. Mm. Um, and then Bartholomew, who's this kid, uh. <laughs> Like has to beg the the king that to admit that he did something wrong, and he's like, "No, I didn't. I'm the king. I'm the best." And then eventually, when the king admits that he did something wrong, all the ublek goes away. Okay, that's like the whole thing. Sounds good. You know, it's a it's a story about like admitting your mistakes and like sometimes like we wanna we wanna dream big, but we can't hurt other people in the process. And it sounds also like a story that liberals and conservatives could interpret very differently. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure we'll find out how. Um, Bonnie has this two-star review. Not good quality Dr. Seuss. <laughs> I didn't like this book. I it, only get that organic Seuss. It is not a traditions Dr. Seuss book. It doesn't rhyme. It has magic in it where the magicians chant unknown words. I learned years ago not to speak unknown words in a chant. You don't know what you're inviting into your house. After four pages, I was done. It's Whoa, time, <laughs> time the fuck out. Time out. Yeah. You can't just you can't just say shit like that in the middle of a review like it isn't like it isn't the most crazy thing you've ever written. You can't just say shit like that and then move on. Uh, evidently, you can. You never know what you're inviting into your house. After four pages, <laughs> I was done. It's in the bottom of my books. All in all, not a good Dr. Seuss book. <laughs> the fuck? Richard A. has this one-star review. Dr. Seuss condemns having an imagination. What a terrible book. I don't understand how the great Dr. Seuss could have written such an awful book, glorifying the mundane and the ordinary and condemning the imagination. All of the other books by Seuss, which I am familiar with, glorify the odd, the unusual, and the imagination. But his book, his book says... But this book says we need to be happy with the world as it exists and suggests that it is actually sinful to want anything different. What kind of message is that to give to children? I mean, I think that person's just really turned on by slime <laughs> and thought the slime seemed pretty cool. Thought that was a cool idea. <laughs> so now, okay, here is one that you may have actually heard of. The Sneetches. Uh, mm, Seriously? I've heard the name. 
Starbelly Sneetches? That's not familiar. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Starbelly the fucking... Sneetches and the Sneetches that have none upon thars? Yeah, yeah, because the Starbellies are like uh, ostracized. They're like, uh, like, like the Starbelly Sneetches are uh... special, and then this guy comes and he mm-hmm. like says, I'll put a star on you. And then once everybody has a star, then the Starbelly Sneetches start like taking their stars off. And it's like. Oh, no, I didn't know what that was at all then. Yeah, it's a like a whole thing about how we're all really the same. And if we just like try oh. to keep on changing ourselves and we just play into the hands of like consumerism, uh-huh. then no one's going to be happy. And we need to just like accept who we are as people and like love one another. Yep. Never heard of that one. Well, it's called the Sneetches. Okay. <laughs> Again, simple message. Sounds good. Um, T. Rogers has this one star review. More liberal propaganda. <laughs> in Sneetches, we are asked to sympathize with the starless Sneetches who are seeking special rights because they aren't avi- invited to parties. Instead of throwing a party themselves or maybe getting a job, the starless Sneetches just <laughs> mope around the beach. Eventually, the starred Sneetches let the starless ones participate in the parties, but only after every last dollar is spent and the economy has crashed. Who is the bad guy in the story? Why, it's the entrepreneur, the business owner, the person who appears to have a job, of course. This is the most insidious form of liberal propaganda, the kind that sneaks up on children. While Dr. Seuss, who isn't a real doctor, (laughs) wrote many a book that teaches wholesome values. His works are interspersed with liberal propaganda, like this book, Not a Real Doctor! Not a real doctor. Not a real doctor. What is it with liberals and not real doctors? What the fuck? And loving not real doctors. Always with the not real doctors. <laughs> I mean, that is kind of a problem, but not with Dr. Seuss, obviously. Ob- okay, yeah. It's it's not okay to call yourself a doctor if you're not, but if it's a fucking nom de plume. <laughs> we all know his name's Theodore Geisel. Like, we get it. So, oh God! Now we're going to talk about one that I know you are familiar with. Maybe the first one. Maybe the only one. Mm-hmm. One fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish. Oh, that's Doctor Seuss, huh? I'm just kidding. Fuck off! I'm just kidding. No, it's Theodore that is, Geisel. That is a good one. Okay, and I'm going to read you a novel, but I feel like it's worth it. Okay, let's get that. Let's get that big review. Elaine R has Every- a one star review. Hey, everybody, get comfortable. Get your snacks. Get your fit. Get your snack of choice. Worst Seuss novel I ever read. Okay, get your blankets too. Holy shit! I wasn't expecting green eggs and ham, nor was I expecting the highly underrated Hop on Pop. I was, however, <laughs> expecting a Seuss novel worthy of more than one star. Unfortunately, this work did not deliver. I expected Edgar Rice Burroughs, and instead I got some William S. Burroughs. This is more disconnected than some Kardashian a television episode on reality television. It isn't simply eclectic. It's wrong on so many levels. First of all, fish do not have fur. I mean, seriously, if I had to skin a fish and there was fur involved, I would simply give away my fishing gear. Fish have scales. Some don't, but I've never found any fur. And I skin catfish just fine. If I ever found fur on a fish, I would return it and demand my money back. Or, if caught live, it would be back in the river I snatched it in. I don't want any part of it. 
the ending of the novel sucks. It's a political statement, some sort of socialist agenda. There is no protagonist to get behind or to root for, no plot to follow, simply some author dork telling me what I have to believe. Obviously, Seuss was a tool of communist propaganda, and I bet they paid this guy off. I mean, the last line gives it away. Today is gone. Today is fun. Tomorrow is another one. Every day, from here to there, funny things are everywhere. Yep. Yeah. Got to gotta redistribute that wealth. That's yeah. That's what I got out of it. Right. Fish and stuff. Somewhere in the bowels of Los Angeles, Charles Bukowski is rolling over in his grave. <laughs> because fish? Really? You blew it, Dr. Seuss. This novel sucks. <laughs> so a very liberal use of the word novel. Mm-hmm. Very generous. Very generous use of the word novel for this children's book. Uh-huh. Um, also, they quoted appropriately the last line of the book, which is, from here to there, funny things are everywhere. Mm-hmm. Which is, as we all know, communist propaganda. Right. <laughs> I mean, everyone should get health care. That's what I got out of it. It's a right. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just gonna, I'm gonna end with this because I don't want to end on that one. Yeah, understandably. Um, so... We're going to end with this one-star review by It Complete Electrolysis. I'm sorry, what? We're going to end with this one-star review by It Completely Electrolysis. Let me try that. Let me try that bad boy. Nope. 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 You got it. You did just fine. Here is their review. Why two fish? Why not two fishes? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> shit Clement we got eight people coming over you only got two fishes <laughs> get back down to that river we're gonna need all the fishes we can get <laughs> can't go to that river all them fish have fur <laughs> them furry fish can't serve furry fish <laughs> you've been fishing out by the nuclear plant again <laughs> Clement damn it get your head out of your ass <laughs> <laughs> We have a re- we have reviews for the Game Philip eighty eight in one direct plug and play. The Game Philip. Game Philip. I do just want to say I know this one has been talked about. I know John Tron did a video. Most of the comments were polluted by John Tron's video. I've never watched a single second of John Tron, nor am I very nor am I particularly aware of who that even is. But we're gonna do it anyway because it's fucking funny. We got reviews for the Game Philip three star average ninety three reviews. It's currently unavailable. Bad news. Bad news. Bad news, folks. Damn. Um, it's an even it's an even cheaper looking console than the other one in terms of the way it looks. Uh, it looks like it could just fucking fall apart any second. It's got two sort of uh, PlayStation style controllers, and it's got a light gun, which is cool. The light gun looks a little bit too much like an actual Beretta. <laughs> it, like it looks very much. It's got an orange tip, but it otherwise looks like oddly gunnish for mm-hmm. a toy gun. Mm-hmm. Um. So that's cool. <laughs> We've got a three-star oh, review. Man, we got a three-star review for the game, Philip. Uh, spelling F I L L I P. What what that's supposed to mean, or how that's supposed to attract your average consumer? No fucking idea. Philippe. Philippe. The game, Philippe. I don't want to call it that. Gamma Philippe. <laughs> we got a three-star review by Lloyd. I purchased this for my granddaughter for the duck hunt, and the gun does not shoot the ducks. 
Galaxy doesn't let you have to ship at one time once your ship has been captured. You shoot the invaders that have it, and you will end up with two ships side by side for the bonus round. Other games I tries are okay. Aw, at least she tried it. She was like, okay, before I give it to my granddaughter, I'm going to see what this shit's all about. <laughs> the gun does not shoot the ducks. Turns out it sucks. Uh, definitely they were trying to play it on a not tube TV. And so the gun didn't shoot the ducks. But you cannot, you can't sell something in 2019 and that requires people to like yeah. have a tube TV. There were a lot of, there were a lot of, I didn't, I don't think I have any of them, but there were a lot of reviews that were like, be careful, you need a tube TV. I mean, obviously. Um, uh, oh man, one of my, one of my best, mem- one of my best moments my freshman year of college, which was a weird year, uh, was when someone someone in the dorm room brought up uh, an NES with Duck Hunt, and nobody had a tube TV. We just like couldn't play Duck Hunt, except for this guy. Yeah, this guy had a yeah. tube TV because I didn't have that fucking HD TV money. The I came Duck up, Hunt King. I came up with a flat tube TV, and we played some fucking Duck Hunt. It was awesome. We got a four-star review from Jake. Can I just say, and I think your segment proved it too, the four-star reviews are like the scariest for me. They're, yeah, topics. they're a little... Mm. This one's fine, but like if you're looking at Dr. Seuss and you're giving it four stars for something that's like renowned and like well-known and like well-respected, those are the scary ones. Those are the, those are the scary ones. Because wh- whatever the issue is, it, like it's going to be fucking weird every time. Because it's going to be, this is a great book, this is a great book, this is a great book, and then the very last line is going to be, Dr. Seuss is a bastard who kicked my baby. <laughs> like, that's going to be the last line. Four it's stars. Ju- it's just a shame, that's, a shame that Seuss is such a commie. Yeah, right? Every time. We got a four-star review from Jay. <laughs> Games included are a lot of fun. The quality is good, even though China. However, the controller <laughs> And that's... That's it. That's the adjective. That's the descriptor. Yeah, China. Okay. Okay. Even though. Even though China exists, <laughs> is a is a you know deeply cultural and varied people who live there. You know something. No China. China. Anyone? Chi- anybody? China. Bueller. Bueller. However. Bueller. The controller leads need to be at least five foot. It's pretty well made, but the buttons on the controller are one piece and not independent. Oh no! All in all, a good deal for the money if you can make if you can make the children sit pretty close to the TV. Force them to. We've come a long way as a people. I was gonna say I used to get in trouble for sitting yeah. too close to the used TV. Used to used to be we just lied to kids. <laughs> used to be it was like you gotta go sit at the kitchen table if you're gonna watch the TV in the living room. Don't that do shit, that. That shit's radioactive. It'll melt your brain. It will. Is the kind of shit I was told, and I was a child yeah. who believed in Santa Claus. So like, I assumed it would melt my brain. I was a child who didn't believe in Santa Claus. And you probably still thought it would melt your fucking brain. I did brain. think it was going to melt my brain, yes. Because it's a big glowing thing. <laughs> we were so fucking lied to and fucking Jay is just over here like... If you can get him to stand close to the TV... If you can get him to have a childhood that isn't wrought with anxiety, you're good to go. <laughs> we have a one-star review from Michael G. Doesn't even turn on. Does not work. I never write bad reviews, but this one got me mad as it was to mess around with having friends over playing old school games. Oh, sorry, Mike. Damn, Mike, you gotta learn how to have fun with your friends. We got a five star review from Meza. 
all the good old games. Very good. Love it. Just can't get enough. I can't put it down. Play with the kids and husband. Nice. 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 <laughs> I love that. God. That's so good. Family game night took a dark turn I, for them. Listen, they're living their best fucking lives. I don't I think I think this person's living their best life. Yeah. I think the rev- I think the family is being held hostage. We have a five <laughs> We have a five-star review from Miss M. Collins. Five stars. What games are there? I can't see what they are called. Help! Help! <laughs> Help! Help! We have a... It's a verified purchase. We have a... Oh, fi- no. God, fucking Amazon. We have a five-star review from Charles B. It's a verified purchase and they haven't bought it? What the fuck? <laughs> it's so ridiculous. It's broken. It's a broken system. <sighs> Five stars from Charles B. Just what I expected. I will let all my old school friends know about my purchase. Also will post on my Facebook. Cool. Very proud. Nice. Very proud of that game, Philip. We have a four star review from Sheila T. <laughs> Fun to lay with, but cheap. <laughs> Listen, sometimes you got to lay with it. <laughs> we'll just let that one sit. Yeah, we'll just... We'll let that one sit. We'll hang that one out to dry. I really love this game I bought. I just didn't realize how cheaply made it was. But it's okay. I enjoyed it while it lasted. (laughs) Okay. What did you do to it, Sheila? We don't want to know. How bad did you lay with it? Stop. We were going to hang that one up to dry. (laughs) We've got a one-star review from Toddster. Toddster. What's the head? T-Dog. T-Dog, buddy. Toddster. (laughs) D-O-A. It arrived D-O-A, and after all attempts to get it to work, including taking it apart to inspect solder joints, loose wires, etc., nothing helped. We even tried it on three different TV sets. The quality is extremely low, and even if it did work, I don't believe it would last long. The instructions and box pointed to it being an obvious Chinese no-name knockoff. It's got a name. Its name is Philip. No shit, huh? Listen. No shit. It took you that long to figure it out? It has a name, Todd. Damn, Toddster. You've got some deep-running analytical skills. Yes. Also, I like that Toddster's first impulse. <laughs> it doesn't work. I'm not going to return it. I'm going to take it apart. I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna invest hours in the game, Philip. I will get this game, Philip, working, or I will die. But you're not gonna learn its name. <laughs> All this time, Todd. So disrespectful. Fucking Todd. I would recommend skipping this one and opting for any number of other plug-and-play games, many of which are a lot of fun to play. True. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Valid. Oh man. Question. Does this game have Popeye for NES on it? Answer. Don't know. Bought two of these. Neither worked. Set them back because they were junk. <laughs> Answer. This system is a waste of money. Don't buy it. Answer. Yep, it has Popeye. <laughs> <laughs> but it does not attach to my Dyson. <laughs> it doesn't attach to my Dyson. But it does have Popeye. Okay. This is our last this is our last question and answer. It fills me with such joy. Oh my gosh. Question. How do you hook this up? I am not sure where the red and yellow wire goes on my HDTV. Oh, God bless. 
Oh my god. Oh, have oh mercy. who misses a fucking AV cable, man? Oh, Those were the days. Man. Those were the fucking days. Answer. I wasn't able to figure it out. Oh we know. That's why I sent it back. <laughs> what ha- oh my goodness. Oh. Answer. They plug into the same colored holes on the side or back of your TV. If it doesn't have those, you need an older TV. <laughs> Cheesy Pete's, the y'all. Game fill it, man. Cheesy Pete's. Wow, what a ride. I fucking love a plug and play console, man. They're, uh, they're funny things. They're so good. Uh. Well, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. If you would like to get a hold of us, you can reach us <laughs> we at. We got to transition better than Welp, that's it. <laughs> Back the fuck up for a second. Okay. Let's turn on the fucking let's turn on the fucking reverse noise so that everybody knows we're backing up. Gotta be careful. Beep, 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 beep. Okay, back my truck up. Listen. If you are enjoying this podcast, please tell your friends. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Read the butter battle book. Let us know what uh what you think it means. Um start saying fishes instead of fish. Uh-huh. Fish is genuinely, I mean, it, it's a better, it's more specific. <laughs> it's more specific. You also get to sound a little bit like Smeagol. So that's cool. That's fun. Who doesn't want to sound like Smeagol? Everybody wants to sound like Smeagol. Um, buy, a, buy a dream gear. Mm-hmm. Um, give it to your grandchildren. Wear it as a hat. Because <laughs> it's got a hole in the bottom anyway. True. Valid. <laughs> um, you, can, uh, you can put it on some Velcro. And wear it around your waist like a weird nerdy wrestling belt, if you'd like. Yep, championship title. Uh, yeah. Um, and you can reach us via email at foreveracritic at gmail.com or on Twitter at Critic Everyone. Nailed it. Nailed it. Fucking nailed it. I'm going to drink some more coffee. It's three o'clock. I'm going to drink some more coffee. Really kind of feel my bones. I want to feel my bones all throughout my body. Cool. Cool.